Phil, uh, great, great uh, interview with uh, Jeff Kripal at Rice University, uh, doing some wonderful research. It's, it's the kind of stuff I'm interested in. So yeah. Obviously, uh, I, I got, but you know, he's a very bright guy, very articulate. I think he could comfortably speak to scientists uh, or philosophers. And, and he does. Seems to be, he has a foot in both worlds. But yeah, there's a lot of experiences that people have that uh, science is not interested in, uh, in, in, in necessarily discussing, maybe at some point exploring. But I, I, I hopefully he's opening up some new uh, avenues of research and some new areas. And uh, the background he gave us on Echelon was fascinating to me. Yeah. You know, no, you should read his, his book on Echelon is terrific. Um, you know, and it's it's a scholarly book, but it's it's very well written as a, a sort of popular history. And I learned a lot from it when I was researching American Veda because the whole, the whole phenomenon of Esalen and the human potential movement and all the people who were involved that we mentioned, like Maslow and the others, they were instrumental in this East meeting West uh, phenomenon. He, he mentioned history. Skinner, and I assume that was B.F. Yeah. yeah, I was the surprised to hear that. Because he was not a cognitive person. It was just stimulus response. But obviously... He, he thought very deeply. I don't think he negated cognitive uh, life uh, or issues, but it was more in terms of uh, understanding human behavior. He came from a stimulus response back, you know. Uh, yeah, I remember being a psych major and, yeah. and thinking, oh, this is bull, man. You know, this is boring. Just stim yeah, stimulus response. But I, it, you know, I don't know much about Skinner, but you know that I think what I, I was, a lot of it was this is this is what we're capable of studying. The rest is like leave that to the philosophy. Yeah, I was uh, I was in graduate school in clinical psych at a time when um, Freudian that sort of uh, stuff yeah. was going out the window, and we did some work in mental institutions, and one in particular where they were doing a lot of stimulus response work. They were getting some results, so that gave it a push. But um, now we... I'd be I'd be curious. I mean, may, you know, Jeffrey would probably know uh, as a historian of Esalen what it was like with people like Skinner and Maslow and Aldous Huxley and all those in the same room. Fritz Perls coming from wow. you know the study of human life and human potential from different angles like that. It must have been fascinating. In any event, all this bear, bears on the study of spirituality because, you know, out of that, in Esalen came uh, transpersonal psychology and people taking spiritual experience seriously. Jeffrey is, in a sense, uh, uh, carrying on in that tradition all these years later, moving it forward. And, and, and I, I want to add that uh, for people that don't know, Rice University is a great, highly regarded uh, university in Texas and uh, a private institution. And they have enormous research money. They do some great stuff there in medicine and other areas. So uh, the fact that he's functioning and operating there uh, speaks about, you know, yeah. his credentials. And, and, and um, but I, I'm curious what you think. Um, you know, I remember back in the day, I don't know, it was the late 70s or whatever, early 80s, probably late 70s, reading the first book that came out about uh, trying to remember the author's name about near-death experiences. It's very eye-opening and a number of other books have come out. But research in that area has been limited. Uh, I would have expected by now more attention uh, by serious 
academic and research people, as well as philosophers, as well as spiritual people, to focus on that. Because that, look, that's the that's a great frontier of, of science and of research. And it was interesting when he said the easiest people maybe to talk to about that or that would understand that are, are physicists. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was fascinating. I, I thought it was fascinating too, because but he's right. I mean, uh, you know, it's I, it's one of the things I learned researching American Veda. It goes back to like Schrodinger and all these people. You know, the things they were discovering in quantum quantum physics were so bizarre and so pointing beyond physics. You know, right. to metaphysics. Yeah. Well, I, I went also to mention that a, a, a mutual friend of ours, uh, Larry Domash, passed yeah. away recently. Yes. And uh, he, there was a book, uh, Collected Papers on Research on TM. And in the foreword to that, he writes about all those things. And he's yeah. very articulate. And I haven't read oh, it. Oh, yeah. Time. No, Larry was way ahead of his time. And Larry, it, it, I remember when, because uh, I met Larry in like 1971. And, um, well, me. and um, then he became uh, the physicist uh, trying to explain uh uh, the transcendental experience and uh, the, way, uh, the under uh, and bringing it into concepts of in in quantum physics, and then Fritz Jeff Kapper came out with the Tao of Physics, and everybody I knew was saying Larry should have written that book. <laughs> well, I don't know if Larry was there, but sometime in the seventies, I was uh, I, I was at Marshy University, and I was dean of students, and. And I, I hosted, uh, I, in other words, I hosted, I showed him around uh, Brian Josephson, who's yeah, an yeah. laureate in physics and, and quite eccentric. Yeah. And uh, Capra was there and they had a, a, not a heated exchange, but some disagreement on it, but discussing the book. But there was a lot of interest. I mean, the guy was a Nobel oh, laureate, yeah. Josephson. He was, but, you know, he was very interested in, 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 in that area, connecting quantum but, physics to human consciousness. Yeah. But I don't know what is going on now. Theoretical physicists are, you know, they're just a step away from philosophy and right and metaphysics and, and mysticism and all that. It's very different, I guess, than other areas of science. So that was that was interesting to hear. Um, it's also interesting. I mean, one thing he said was very interesting because we make a lot about near-death experiences and extrapolate from them. But as he pointed out, those people didn't die. Right. They had yes, near, they, they near back. death yeah. That's a very good point. <laughs> yeah. They went so, there, you know, they, they got to the gate, but they didn't hand in their ticket and go in, you know, yeah. or have their ticket taken. Right. So, so that, you're uh, right. They got the view from the gate. But what, one thing I will say, <laughs> the people, I, why one friend in particular who very innocently had that experience a number of years ago, and, and uh, this person, along with uh, other people I know that have claimed to have that experience, uh, are very, very confident that it was real and it wasn't just dreamlike yeah. or anything like that. So that was, um, you know, that, that gives one uh, hope and interest. And I guess we'll all find out. Uh, we'll find out. But the other, the other, I mean, real practical aspect of this is, you know, this it's not just near-death experience, but all these non-ordinary experiences like right. precognition and psychic experiences and what we think of as the paranormal, um, you know, uh, visionary experiences, uh, sudden mystical experiences. Duke all these, used to do a lot of research. They used to do, right. But I've, I've known some of the people 
doing right. research like that. But as, as Jeff pointed out, Jeff is not trying to do science on this right. stuff. Those some of the people in the past trying to study uh, altered states of consciousness and non-ordinary experiences. Like we had Charlie Tart on early in the history of our show. He was one of those people at trying to legitimize the study of that. But they have to do it within the, the, the confines uh, and the you know limited resources and, and approach that uh, science has. But there, there's you know probably a lot more to these than science will ever uncover. But taking them seriously um, it can be a portal into the, the bigger picture of what you know spiritual experience and consciousness and right. all those real life things that are transformative to human life. Uh, they're portals into it. And that's why I think uh, uh, people in, in academia uh, take it seriously, and and or more of them should, I suppose. But right, right. And, and and there's recently we touched upon it today, but there are people doing research uh, on psychedelic experience and yeah, yeah. environmental ways where they could potentially, through manipulation of the neurophysiology, through chemical or whatever, uh, create experiences which have uh, been classified as in the past is spiritual and maybe there's it's, it'll give some insight maybe it won't maybe they're not legitimate real experiences i don't know but uh, uh fa that we should have some one of those researchers on again yeah. we we did it a couple of years yeah ago. we had i think anthony bosis on that's right we did yeah we could have him back i'm sure he'd be happy to come back on but especially now that uh, well we're still a podcast but but there is the possibility folks that are listening out there that you'll be able to see phil and me and our guests someday, because we're also doing this on Zoom. So somewhere in the universe, uh, <laughs> in our universe, and on our computers, the video end of this exists. It may turn away guests, uh, uh, the, the audience. No, we'll get them up on YouTube as soon as we figure yeah. out how and get we'll the resources. To and and uh, to mention resources, you said, for those that are interested, I mentioned this before, and this is not an infomercial, but uh, <laughs> if you uh, we, we, we want to thank the people that have contributed whenever they can financially. And, and other ways to keep us on the air because we want to stay free. If you can afford it, if you can't afford it, we got almost 300 shows now in our archives. But, and we're not a nonprofit, so you can't give a donation. But if you want to contribute to uh, our ongoing programming, uh, go to uh, Spirit Matters, www.spiritmatterstalk.com. Spirit Matters, plural, matters, talk.com, three words. <laughs> And uh, there's a button there. You if they're it. listening to this, they know where to go. They, they know where to go already. So it's like, so listen, it, but we'll keep doing it. We'll march on support or no support because we love what we're doing. And right. And we've gotten a lot of feedback from people all over the world. And we're our shows. And that's all we need. We're recording this episode on uh, January 21st, 2021. The first day Hallelujah. of the second day of the Biden-Harris uh, administration, day after the inauguration ceremonies. And so now that you out there listening don't have to obsess about Donald Trump every day, you can listen to our archive of over 250 or so episodes and become enlightened and um, be beyond all of that. Yes, and and uh, and then re express your gratitude by sending a contribution. 
<laughs> no, that was very well put. <laughs> I'm gonna, I mean, it's got me in the mood. So uh, anyway, right. uh, great interview. Uh, terrific guy. And we, we really had uh, several outstanding folks. Uh, yeah. Uh, recently and, you know, and the there's more to come. More to come. Okay. Uh, you, ain't see, you ain't seen nothing yet. All right, Dennis. Next, Next time. time.